Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Pussycat Podcast. This podcast features incredible interviews with trans and or queer creatives of Tucson, Arizona. We get into everything from astrology, creative source, discussing whether Tucson is truly open to creativity, and especially coming from trans and queer people, and talking about the spectacular creative work that these individuals are creating. Often queer and trans creatives aren't centered in the creative spaces of Tucson, especially folks who are also BIPOC and or disabled. This is an intentional space to engage, promote, and build community. When we are referring to Tucson, Arizona, it's merely a colloquial way of defining a boundary of the folks with whom I will be interviewing. But it's important to note that Tucson, Arizona is home to the Tohono O'odham and Pascual Yaqui people who are the original stewards of this land since time immemorial. Thus, as we move forward, please reflect on how you are viewing land and bodies as we embark in conversations that are often intentionally left out of mainstream media. If you are interested in seeing whose land you are on, visit native-land.co. By the way, I'm your host, Bo. I use any and all pronouns, but typically we'll use they, them in social settings. I'm so glad you're here and enjoy the podcast. This week we interviewed Trevor Mock, a queer artist from Tucson, Arizona, and calls the Sonoran Desert his home. He started Sonoran Witch Boy in September of 2018 in Tucson. His work is inspired by historical botanical illustrations and focuses on botanical life through reverse glass painting. He applies acrylic paint and markers to the back of glass to create a flat graphic quality. The plants are recognizable while maintaining a simplistic style. He hopes to share his love of desert flora and encourage his audience to learn more about plants by including both the scientific and common names of plants. In addition to painting, he is currently experimenting with embroidery, sewing, natural pigments and dyes, as well as mural painting. He incorporates sustainability into his art by using recycled frames and windows for paintings, recycled house paint, used fabric, and purchasing materials from local businesses. And now a word from our sponsor. Are you seeking relief from chronic pain, stress, digestive issues, or just need a good night's rest? Choose Transitions Acupuncture Clinic. Sandy, who uses they them pronouns with Transitions Acupuncture Clinic, has been practicing acupuncture for over six years and is bringing their knowledge from Colorado to Tucson with intention to support the trans and queer community here. If you're interested in booking your first session, DM Sandy on Instagram at Transitions Acupuncture and let them know you're listening to this podcast. You'll receive $15 off your first session. Hey, it's Bo again. I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. We like 
formally met the other day at the desert air market yes and, i mean it was very brief but yeah i was like super happy to finally meet you because i followed you on social media for a while but was actually referred to you by like two other people oh. and you have to interview Trevor. <laughs> so cool. And I was like, okay. Aww. So that's why I like reached out to you. And I was like, hi, but you like to be on the podcast? <laughs> because oh, your work, nice. I mean, I and I don't even think those two people even like know you in like real life. I think they were just so oh. inspired by your art. And so oh. yeah. That's really nice to hear. What well, I'm really I'm really flattered and honored that you asked me. Of course, I feel yeah. like honored that you feel honored. <laughs> so something that I start off by doing at the beginning is like doing a breakdown of your big six in astrology, which mm. like some folks don't like astrology. Some people do. It's like intrinsic to my queerness. So yeah. I always started off that way. Um, but I saw that you said, I don't know my big six, but yeah. I Scorpio. And so... I wondered, like, if you wanted to talk about that, if you enjoy being a Scorpio, do you mm. care about astrology? Like, what are mm. your feelings? Um, I kind of think I might identify a little bit as a Scorpio, um, but I, I don't know too much about it. I don't know. I like it. I like the idea of being like a water sign and um, a little mysterious, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, I would uh, say that the Scorpios, too, are like, oh, maybe the Tauruses, to me, as a Libra, are the most <laughs> mysterious, but Scorpios, like, definitely give off that air of mystery, mm -hmm. and you get to mm -hmm. know them, and they're like a cute little, like, bucket of emotions. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, hey, I wonder what my moon is. I know, you have to look it up. All you need- I have CoStar, but I never go on it. Ooh, I'm an Aquarius. Is that water too? No, Aquarius. Oh, no. Actually, a lot of people think that Aquarius is a water sign because it says aqua in the beginning. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's an air sign. Oh. Yeah. Mm. What's your rising? Oh my gosh. Mm, is that ascendant? Uh-huh. Um, Scorpio. <laughs> I have had oh. so many people on this podcast who like reek main character energy, but I <laughs> <laughs> like Scorpio, Aquarius, Scorpio, like oh. that is the main character. <laughs> like <laughs> as a, a Scorpio, a lot of people are like, mm. you don't fuck with the Scorpio. Like, <laughs> it's true. People tell me that all the time. And I'm like, I don't mind. You can. Oh, <laughs> uh, <But. laughs> Scorpio rising. Like, do you not, do you not feel that energy? Maybe you have like enlightened past that that stage of of scorpio that you're like i don't mm. i don't need to like put up this front with you that you can't fuck with me you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah i guess i just don't really care so much because i feel like okay with myself especially as i get older i feel more and more okay with myself mm -hmm. and if people are i don't know dramatic with me or whatever i'm just like that's fine Mm -hmm. like that's something you need to do but it's not going to affect me I don't know <laughs> well Trevor I want you to tell us about like what do you do in your life mm. for fun but also like, <laughs> creatively and identifying as a queer and or trans person in Tucson like kind of really like I mean I came out oh 
my foot's cramping. Ow! Um, I feel like I, I mean, I came out when I was a sophomore in high school to like friends. And then when I was a sophomore at the U of A, I came out to my family or my parents. But I don't think I really felt fully out until like recently. Um, I mean, I, I was out and everyone knew it, but like I, I wasn't like comfortable in my own skin really. Um, but starting my art journey has kind of really helped me come out of my shell and and just made me feel like I don't know, like more okay with myself, I guess. And and more than that, but like celebrate my queerness and um yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. Like I think art's really helped me. I think I do art because of just like this feeling inside that kind of I want to just make things. But I think through that it's helped me um just find myself, I guess. Mm. What kind of what kind of art do you make? Um well I do botanical illustrations. Um and I um I do that under Snore and Witch Boy. Um and then I I also do some dyeing, natural dyeing and embroidery and sewing and just kind of like experimenting with a lot of different media just to I guess like I love I love just the process of doing stuff and just seeing how it works and that's almost more important for me but um, and then I also have more of an erotic queer art brand called Guilty Boy that I started with friend Cole and we just we make jewelry and prints and stuff and so that's been really, really fun to um, experiment with my art and queerness and sexuality. And um, it's made me feel more comfortable with my body, with just uh, existing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Making friends, too. Sure. Do you feel that <clears throat> before you were creating art in Tucson, um, I'm not sure what the timeline looks like, mm -hmm. but before you kind of entered into the art space, did you feel like you had a queer community here in Tucson that mm. you fall back on? Or do you feel like you came more into that as you got yeah. your art? Definitely more as I, I've come into my art. I think growing up in Tucson, it's weird because it feels like a really accepting place to grow up queer but you still really have to assimilate into straight culture. And um, I mean, otherwise you kind of, I felt like ostracized and like just kind of out of place a lot of the time and not from anyone. I don't think anyone wanted to make me feel that way. It was just like, I don't know. They're just, I, yeah, that didn't really feel like there was a place for me or for being for queer people really. Um, it felt like maybe, you know, like only IBTs or like gay clubs or whatever, but like, I don't really drink that much and sure. I'm kind of a bit of a homebody. So it was hard for me to like make queer friends cause I'm always at home. And, um, but yeah, so doing art has really helped me make queer friends in a non-sexual way, 
which is something that I just value so much. And I like didn't even realize how much I was missing that before, because before the only way I could meet queer people was through Tinder um, or Grindr. But now, like, yeah, now it seems like I can, I don't know. Yeah, make more friends and, and really like cultivate community and yeah. I asked this question in the in a little like Google form that I send out to everybody, mm-hmm. but I don't remember exactly what you said, and I kind of want to add on to it. And it's mm-hmm. that: Do you think that Tucson is accepting of queer creatives? And I'm speaking like outside of the queer creative community in Tucson. Mm-hmm. And then, what does that kind of like look like? What does that support look like from the community? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how active the support is. I think it's just kind of general acceptance. Um, I did notice at this last market that a lot of, a lot of straight, I mean, I was assuming that they were straight Mm -hmm. um, couples were like purchasing my more erotic, like queer themed art. And I was, it was kind of confused. I don't know. I'm always worried about showing that at markets because I'm like, are people going to get upset? Am I going to have some, like, I don't know, like older person with kids come by or something and get mad at me for, anyways. But then it, it turned out like people were really seemed pretty supportive of it or like, I don't know. But, but I don't think there's any like, I still feel like, like straight culture is afraid of as a whole even even when even the people who are like feel like they're fully accepting I think they're a a little bit afraid of of us (laughs) kind of Mm -hmm. um there's like some subconscious fear maybe and I don't know if that's why do you think that they're they're fearful I have my own opinions yeah I I'd want to know like why do you think they're fearful? And then how do you think that fear kind of manifests other than like direct, um, like being rude or being physically violent? Yeah. I think at least with people who like feel like they're accepting, I think that fear manifests itself by like, like, I don't know how to talk to them. Like, am I going to offend them? Or like, I'm uncomfortable, but I don't want to say I'm uncomfortable and I don't know how to interact with them and um like people get nervous about the penis jewelry and um so I mean yeah I don't know I don't know why the fear is there but I think it's like a fear of different of like other and I think that fear translates to everything like race um gender um queerness just like if people haven't experienced interacting with some group of people, some perceived group of people, they, there's like, um, yeah, like a fear of maybe offending or a fear of just like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's also kind of like, um, it causes like, them to question their own feelings mm, about yeah. gender or sexuality or their place in the world when it comes to race or their ability or disability like yeah totally um, 
And I think for a lot of straight folks, not not all of them, but for a lot of straight folks, there isn't a lot of introspection happening mm, because totally. there's no need. And I say that as like, I'm who I'm imagining as straight is like a straight, white, cisgendered, like able-bodied mm. couple who has like come to yeah. this market and is standing in front of you and is like, let me yeah. buy this for your art. <laughs> you yeah, they're like, what am I going to do with this? Yeah, because right. like they can just follow the path that's set forward, forward for them. Like, mm-hmm go to college, get married, have kids, do a normal job, get, I don't know, you know, get retire, whatever. Like there's like this clear path to follow. And with queer people, I feel like we spend so much time in our own heads. And when we finally like, like come out and we're, we're like, we're like building ourselves up from the ground and deciding who we're going to be because we get to decide that and everyone can everyone gets to decide that but we like are conscious of that I think on some level and so we can kind of forge our own path and now a word from our sponsor transitions acupuncture clinic in the heart of Tucson draws patients from all across Arizona. The reason? Its founder, board-certified acupuncturist, Sandy Lyman. Sandy and the Transitions Clinic are known for approaching your unique health situations holistically, always listening and then treating the root cause, not just the symptoms. From chronic pain to stress to preventative care, Transitions helps heal and balance your body. At Transitions, what makes you special is celebrated as they strive to make a safe space for all marginalized communities. Transition supports BIPOC and the LGBTQ community and has a long history of working to meet your unique health needs. If you're interested in booking your first session, DM Sandy on Instagram at Transitions Acupuncture and let them know you're listening to this podcast. You will receive $15 off your first session. this is like our legacy right it's like yeah yeah that we're like putting out there and yeah being able to create community is like incredible and that's why i'm i'm inspired Mm. by i'm pretty sure that you maybe Mm. someone else co-founded the desert air market and so i just wanted Mm. to know what was that process like and why did you start it talk about it yeah so rosie and i It wasn't really just the two of us and more rosy than me, but um, we wanted another, we wanted a market that we could kind of depend on, I guess. Um, And one that would kind of um, encourage community and kind of friendship between makers. Yeah. And so we just kind of started talking about how we could do that. And we, we used to do another market that was in the same place called uh, rad. Um, that was always really fun. And then when that ended, we were like, well, we should keep doing that. And then, and Rada had just moved to Bava wellness or moved Bava wellness to six and six. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we, we talked with her and, um, and then, um, Chazier from, um, um, Agave Pantry and Lauren from Sigfus and we just kind of started like like how do we keep keep this going and yeah so 
we started doing that I kind of it was a little overwhelming for me I'm not a very like not great with organizing groups of people it's a little too overwhelming for me so I kind of stepped back from it this time mm -hmm. um I think maybe just doing more of the design stuff for the flyers is more my my speed sure. um but yeah it was it was really yeah important for us to have something like that and and hopefully something that would grow too and yeah and having like have it not just be a market that ends and is is done after one event so we wanted to have like vendor meet and greet so we could really like get to know our fellow vendors and i mean it's still really i was so overwhelmed on the meet and greet that i just kind of stood in one place and was like i can't talk <laughs> yeah but like still to just force ourselves to get out of our comfort zone meet people and yeah, and then after the market, we're going to have another get together where we can like talk about things we can change for the future and um, how we can grow and stuff. So it's, I think it's really important to um, all of the, the rest of the, the group to, to keep the momentum um, and keep it directed towards community. Right. And you all have grown drastically. Like, I think, I mean, I had kind of briefly told you, but was caught up in the, the movement of the market. But yeah, I, I'm not sure. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I know you guys have had at least one market before. Mm -hmm. And I think if I'm correct, the last market you had, I think you guys had half of the amount of vendors yeah. currently have now. And mm -hmm. that was only like three or four months ago, two months ago. Yeah yeah so the first one we had was i think the winter no that couldn't have been maybe the spring of 2021 okay i think and that we hadn't fully even named it yet it was just a market <laughs> we were like i don't know desert market or something or uh -huh. air market um and then we had another one in in oh gosh Maybe it was the winter of 2020 and then the spring of 2021. And then I'm totally mixing up dates, but we had two okay. before. Uh -huh. We had two before that were like unbranded. kind of. And then the fall of 2021, we decided we, we wanted to make it like official. And mm -hmm. so we were still really like, um trying to like keep people apart so we had i think around 25 vendors at the winter one and then um um we had a, a really huge like we were surprised by how many people wanted to be a part of the market and um unfortunately we didn't have enough space to host enough wow. people like on that patio so um luckily rada had just expanded into that that kind of studio warehouse space mm -hmm. um so that gave us the opportunity to expand into there and make it and kind of double in size um so yeah it's it's really cool to see i don't know how many people are excited about showing up to vend and how many people are excited to come to support um and yeah, it just felt like a party. Everyone there was so accommodating mm -hmm. and just wonderful. It smelled yeah. amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is what is Rosie's business? Because Rosie had an incense like on through the market. Mm. 
And yeah. It feels so good. It like definitely is like a core memory now of like yeah. being at this market. Oh my gosh. That vetiver incense. Yeah. yeah. It must yeah. have been. What is what is Rosie's like? Um Sonoran Sonoran Rosie. Sonoran Rosie. Okay. Yeah. Snoring Rosie, snoring which boy? That's cute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's super cute. But yeah, like it was such a success and not that I, I just had never been to any of the markets before. I had been in mm. Austin all last year. Oh, whoa, and yeah. my mom was like, oh my God, I'm so excited to go to this market. Like, let's go together. We showed up at 10 a.m. and there wow. was tons of people there already. Wow. Like, it was it was really great and everyone was like you can pre-order this or discount you (laughs) like the tucson community is like creative community amazing oh yeah and i felt like it's very possible to to like do a small business here i mean it still like takes a lot of work and it you have to kind of fight and like really work hard but like the people the tucson community wants to support other small businesses something that i had noticed and again, I could be wrong. <laughs> I went on your website and it's like all of the different places that you have your work. Mm-hmm. And you're like in Europe? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, wow. What did that process yeah. look like for you to like, um, your stuff is everywhere. It is in Europe. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is amazing. Well, I guess just like, Ah, yeah. Wholesale is so weird because I, 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 I go through phases where I'm like actively trying to find stores and I'll message, email, DM, like 20 stores with all like thoughtful, like independent messages. And I'll hear back from, I mean, most of them will respond, but um, I'll get like positive responses like yeah we'd love to carry you from like two mm-hmm. out of those and so but then there'll be times where I don't reach out to anyone and I'll get stores just to reach out to me so it's like kind of I think kind of doing both just like putting yourself out there talking about like you're willing to do wholesale on your Instagram or whatever social media platform you use is helpful because that lets stores know like they can reach out um i have a wholesale platform called fair wholesale that i use so a lot of people find me through that um and then yeah just reaching out to people just like i mean there's no yeah there's no harm in in just letting people know you'd be interested in selling with them i usually pick stores that i think my stuff would work well in Mm -hmm. um and just write like a nice note like i really i really enjoy your your aesthetic um i'd love to be like a part of your vision um and yeah it's really fun I love working with stores it's yeah super fun I'm like you get to create all day and then you get to like know that your art is being bought. yeah like yeah I love that yeah she so I the store and I have a store in in England like the most adorable like plant kind of mini nursery with like books and cute art stuff um um and she just she was on a road trip through the southwest and she reached out to me and um, and her shop's called high cacti and she was like hey i'd love to, to to like come meet you and maybe buy some stuff for the shop and i was like oh my god yes 
yeah an incredible opportunity yeah thank you so much for meeting with me yeah oh my gosh um, can you share with everybody like i know you've already kind of said it but where they can find you on social media yeah of course yeah so my website is just like snornwitchboy.com um and and then guilty boy is linked through that um and so with guilty boy i have an etsy I'm not really selling a lot of stuff on the Etsy um, just because I'm, I'm constantly making like little new things and I don't want to upload them so much. But I, I think in the, in, the, in the near future, I'm going to um, do a push to kind of put things on the website. And I'm, I kind of have a show like in the back of my head, kind of hopefully like some kind of erotic queer show that I'm thinking about. So that can kind of, hopefully people can kind of look forward to that in the future. Um, and then like, yeah, Instagram, Snorin' Witch Boy and uh, Guilty underscore boy. And it's G-I-L-T-Y. If you're struggling with your mental health, experiencing pain or stress, or having trouble sleeping, Anyone and everyone can benefit from traditional East Asian medicine, or TEAM. With a master's degree in acupuncture and herbal medicine, Sandy and the Transitions Clinic put their expertise to use in treating both adults and children for a broad range of issues, including acute and chronic pain, stress, sleep issues, hormone issues, mental health, digestive issues, sports injuries, and stiffness. If you're interested in booking your first session, DM Sandy on Instagram at Transitions Acupuncture and let them know you're listening to this podcast. You will receive $15 off your first session.